Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, welcoming you to our 1,000th episode. Uh, we began on uh, Octo- with our first uh, regular episode back on October 26, 2009. And now, uh, a little less than 45 months later, we're up to our 1,000th show. It's been great, and um appreciate all your support. And you can support the show at support.greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives, and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Now it's time to get into today's episode of Mr. Moto, Project 77. This is Mr. Moto. Mr. I. A. Moto. NBC presents the world's greatest international secret agent, Mr. I. A. Moto. The popular Japanese character created by Pulitzer Prize winner John P. Marquand. Across the world, from Japan to Jersey, from Cape Horn to Merman, Mr. Moto is fighting the evils of communism quietly, ruthlessly, courageously. Tonight's story, Project 77, starring Mr. Moto, Mr. I.A. Moto. Commander Freire, it is so simple. No. The drawing board is here. Pencils, rulers. No. A few lines and I will unchain you at once. The answer is no. No. Let us pray that your stubbornness you may be... You fraud, you colossal, stinking, hypocritical journey. No profanity, Commander. Please remember I am a minister of the gospel. Tisdale, I'll get you for this. Someday I'll beat that sanctimonious face of yours and... Turn on the sun lamp again, Katawa. Yes. Thank you, my dear. Listen up. Commander, you look like a holiday in Miami. So terribly sunburned. Katawa, cool the commander with a little more vinegar. Yes, for heaven's sake. <laughs> commander Freer, if necessary, I will keep you under that sun lamp until your flesh can be flecked off and fed to the mountain birds. I always get what I want. Do you? Always. And I want Project 77. The assignment on Project 77 began two feet in front of a jet motor, flying faster than sound. The roar of the jet never reached our ears as we streaked across the blue Pacific at 35,000 feet. I was being sent to Otaru, Japan, the land of my honored forefathers. As Otaru rushed up to meet us, looking white and serene beside the sparkling sea of Japan, 
I could see 200 miles away across the Tartar Strait, the gloomy coast of Russia. I had orders to report to Captain Thomas Denny, the officer in charge of the United States Naval Experimental Station at Atari. The station consisted of two United States destroyer escorts moored to a dock at the end of which nestled six gray concert huts. Captain Stanley, nervous and tense, was in his office in hut A. Brander created that logger board the night before last, Mr. Moto. And he has not been seen since? No. He is entirely in charge of Project 77 here? And anywhere else, didn't you know that? Yes, but I wondered if you did. When were you last at sea? Commander Freer and I took the Shelton out nine days ago. To where? Commander Freer wished to test 77 on the Tuscarora Trench. The, the what? The Tuscarora Trench. It's an awe-inspiring sea, Mr. Moto. There's a canyon on the floor of the sea just east of Japan. Our sounding apparatus indicated depths of over 5,000 fathoms. 5,000 fathoms? Yes, almost six miles, yes. But go on, Captain Stanley. Even at this enormous depth, even straight down through six miles of water, 77 caused explosions at the bottom of the Tuscarora. Then the tests have been successful. Beyond our wildest dreams. Really? Yes. Even underwater, 77 traveled in excess of 200 miles an hour. It isn't a torpedo, it's an underwater bullet. Small, jet-propelled, with an atomic warhead, it will end submarine warfare. No submersible in the world can elude a guided missile traveling at that speed. Captain Stanley, are you aware that certain details of Project 77 are already in the hands of foreign agents? Mr. Moto, you're joking. No, no. But it's absolutely top secret. In January, an associate of Commander Freer's named Lowell disappeared in Paris. He had one of the anastrophic crystals with him. Then you think... Yes, yes, I believe Commander Freer is the missing link. Jet-propelled underwater missiles are in the arsenals of every nation in the world. The big obstacle, keeping the missile on its course underwater at these high speeds, is hurdled by the anastopic crystal. Uh. Diagrams of the crystal and the exact wavelength figure exist only in two places. Washington and Commander Freer's head. Then he is the only man in the Orient who can... Exactly. All that a potential enemy needs to know is the figure one, followed by a decimal point and five unknown digits. This figure... Plus a drawing of the crystal equals 77. So that if Commander Freer were forced to talk... The project would become the property of whomever he talked to. Moto, what do we do? Commander Freer is my responsibility. Who saw him last? The officer of the deck saw him leave his laboratory in Hut B at 6.45. The night before last? Yes, it was the commander's habit to take a walk right after dinner every evening. Ah, where? Up the blossoming Shalimar along the Tsushima Road. But wouldn't We that... used to send a man along with him, but he insisted he could take care of himself. A missionary named Tisdale saw him pass. Tisdale? Yes, the Reverend James Tisdale, a Protestant missionary. He's a nice guy, not stuffy or anything like that. He has a mission up in the hills, married a native woman. And he saw Commander Freer? Go past the mission about 7.15 up into the hills. Freer waved and said good evening. He hasn't been seen since. Then I will begin with the man who saw Commander Freer last. I shall invite myself to tea at the mission of the Reverend James Tisdale. It is so refreshing to meet someone from the outside world. Thank you, Reverend Tidale. I get lonely for informed conversation. Uh, more tea. Thank you. 
It is delicious. Katawa, tea please. Mr. Moto, my wife is a Nino woman. She believes that a wife is a slave whose only duty is to serve her husband. She clings to her native customs and refuses to behave as my equal. She is Christian? No, I am leaving her conversion in the hands of the Almighty. I bring the tea, Master. No. And more little cakes, too. How thoughtful. I will serve Mr. Moto, please. You should be honored, Mr. Moto. That is the first time she's ever done that. But Mr. Moto is Japanese from America. Thank you very much. The tea cakes are surpassing delicacy. Thank you. It is my honor. Tea master. Uh, no, thank you, dear. That's all. Yes, master. You see what I mean? Sometimes I think all the mystery of the Orient is hidden in those beautiful jet eyes. And her hands, so languid, so elegant. The breeding of uncounted centuries. Yes. And now, Reverend Titia... Oh, I... yes, about Commander Freer. I am very upset. The natives here, as you may know, are Ainus. Yes, I do know. They once occupied the whole of Japan. There are only some 12,000 of them left now. Their situation is not unlike that of the American Indian at home. Basically, they are honest... And I believe that because of this, I can help you. And may I ask how? The Ainus will talk to me where they would say nothing to an outsider. The country around here is wild and primitive, mostly hillmen, hunters. Many of them are bandits. Now, I suspect that a band of them somewhere in the hills have kidnapped Commander Freer and are holding him for ransom. I will ask about it at prayer meeting tonight. You have a large parish? No, only 400 converts in three years. But those who have embraced Christianity are fervent and sincere. If Commander Freer is anywhere in the district, someone in the congregation will come to me and tell me. And when they do, you will contact me at the station, please. Oh, at once, Mr. Moto, immediately. You have been very, very kind, and this has been very, very pleasant. Commander Freer's disappearance is more urgent than it appears on the surface. I will try to help in my humble way. Then I shall leave you now and thank you again. It has been my pleasure, believe me. Goodbye, Reverend Tisdale. Goodbye, Mr. Moto. Choto, down cellar quickly. And bring the straw and the needles. We have wasted enough time on Commander Fear. Coming, Louisa. Now, really, Commander Fear, this has gone too far. It pains me deeply. You could be sold by the pound as raw beef. Now, will you do as I ask? Chota! Because of my enormous stupidity, I could not at once lay my clumsy hands upon the straw and the needle. Commander Freer is unconscious. A little vinegar will revive him. Quickly, Chota. Yes, Rita. Good. Now, Commander Freer, can you understand me? Can you hear me? I, I won't do it. Except for the method of keeping the missile on course, we have everything. I want the wavelength that excites that crystal and a diagram of the crystal itself. Now, there is pencil and paper and a drawing board. I won't do it. I mean it, Tisdale. You want to kill me, go ahead. Choto, are you ready? Does the barbarian understand? Commander, Choto is an Ainu warrior. 
If you insist on being stubborn, he inserts that straw under your skin and blows you up, Commander Freer, until you burst like a balloon. You... You fiend, you... Go ahead, Chotto. Yeah, Freda. Ah, ah. Oh, no, no, please. <laughs> All right, I'll give it to you. Oh. God has banished the stubbornness from your soul. Unchanging, Chotto. Yes. Uh, uh. Hurry, Toto. Now, Commander. The figures, just four of them? No. Five. Five decimal points? Yes. One point what? One, two, three, eight, seven, seven. Excellent. Now the drawing, quickly. So hard for me to move. Help him, Chotto. Yes, Master. That's it. Are you comfortable, Commander? Good. Then draw the crystal. Uh, Commander, in an hour you can be back at the station. Have I the word? A few lines on a piece of paper and you are free. I promise. Ah. Uh, by the convex, uh, on a parabolic base, <laughs> distance C square must be exactly one wavelength for the radiation for B in phase. <laughs> Thank you, Commander. Kyoto? Yes, we are. Listen carefully. Send a code cable to Comrade Kabalovsk in Vladivostok. He must get a plane to Ataru at once. Tell him I have obtained the last link in Project 77 and that I will deliver it to him tomorrow night at 7 in the Cafe of the Grinning Buddha. I understand, Rina. Good. Then I will prepare for prayer meeting. Commander Fear is unconscious again. Well, perhaps it is easier that way. Dispose of him. You can bury him somewhere in the hills. Mr. Moto, you're wrong. Tisdale is a minister of the gospel. I'm as sure as I'm sitting here, he's on a level. There should be a reply to my cable any moment now. The man radiates sincerity and integrity. I am sure the Reverend Tisdale gives an impression of great divinity. But Captain Stanley, he is a liar. How? Tell me one thing he said. You forget, Captain Stanley, that I speak Japanese as fluently as I do English. He told me he had 400 positions. On my way home from the mission, I called on the peasants. They are simple people, good people. But, Captain Stanley, not once did I see a cross or a Bible. Not in a single home. These people are not being preached Christianity about his day. What does he preach? I heard an old woman mutter, Kaminomichi, the way of the God. These people are being preached a new Shintoism. Shintoism? With a new God to be worshipped. A God of communism. Tisdale tells them they are being exploited. The communists always work on minority groups. The past. The poor. Come in. This table just came in, sir, for Mr. Moto. Ah, thank you very much. And there's something else, sir. Just a moment, Mr. Lawson. Ah, this is from the Board of Foreign Missions in Boston. No Protestant denomination has a resident missionary at the Toro. I was right. I, 
Todd, I can't believe this. There was a phone. Excuse me, sir. There's another message. Yes? A coolie just brought this to the front gate of Hut C. It's from Mr. Moto, too. Thank you, Mr. Lawson. That's all. Yes, sir. I am so very, very pleased. Everything is progressing very, very well. Mind telling me why? This is from the I knew woman. She's their wife. I knew I was right. I, I knew I recognized her signal. Here, read it. Right here. Oh, I am sorry. You do not read Japanese. Forgive me. She writes to the first third. Who's that? Me. To the first third during the bell this evening. I don't get it. An unwoman woman of her breeding would always serve her husband's first. No matter how important or how numerous the guest. And didn't she? This afternoon, when she served tea, twice she served me ahead of his death. First with tea, then with little cakes. That is what she means by to the first first. And the bell. She wants me to come to her tonight while the Reverend Tisdale conducts what he calls his prayer meeting. <laughs> Let me in, please. I am alone. So, you have come. Yes. Is he at church? Yes. Come in, please. I prostrate myself to your beauty and elegance. It is with your manners and graciousness, Mr. Moto. The understanding of my message came to you. With great clarity. Three times I have prevented things from happening. While only hell could imitate the heat of my hate for this. I understand. I could not possibly betray my husband to a wife barbarian. You are Japanese. You have been sent to me by Tao. Some of us look for the way in opium. Some in whiskey. Some in love. Some in your God. The day has stopped. It is a sign, Mr. Moto. Most honorable lady. Your elegance is beyond statement, but the matter is so very, very urgent. May I humbly beg you to proceed? The soul of Commander Free has fled his body. When? The Tisdale exposed him to a lamp of the sun until he was the color of boiling blood. How? How? This better this way. His agony was of the crashing of waves. The servant of my... my husband killed him in the hills. Did the commander give your husband any information? About a weapon, yes. About a thing called 7-7. Seven, seven. A bullet that flies beneath the water. What sort of information? Please hurry, honorable lady. This is of desperate urgency. A series of numbers and a drawing of a crystal. Where is it now? The Tuesday carries it upon his revolting body. But tomorrow night... Yes? The drawing will be given to a man named Kavala. Kavala. A Russian from Vladivostok. Where? In the cafe of the grinning Buddha and speak of the blossoming Shalimar. The Tao shower on you a thousand blessings. Mr. Mordor, I ask only one thing. It is granted. I am a daughter of the House of Tung, the most glorious name in I knew history. When I saw what the Tisdale meant to do to my people, I married him. I fight him constantly. If he knows I have betrayed him, he will kill me. Then my usefulness to my people will end. I give you my word 
that you will be protected. Captain Stanley, I want you to send 20 men down to the Grinning Buddha Cafe and arrest Tisdale at once. You and I will accompany them. Right. Any word of the plane? Not yet, but Vladivostok is only a 300-mile flight. All the radar stations have been notified. The moment Kavalos lands, he'll be arrested. Every patrol boat in the harbor is standing by. Excellent. You have told the men that Tisdale is not a minister. Yes. Then let us go at once to the cafe of the Grinning Buddha. Captain Stanley with 20 American sailors left the station five minutes ago. What do you mean? They are going to arrest you. Uh, arrest me? They wouldn't dare. Last evening, Master, your honorable wife entertained the Japanese Mr. Moto. Shoto, what do you say? Master, I swear to truth. My brother watched the house while I was in the hills disposing of Commander Fear. When I came back, he told me. Moto talked to her during the prayer meeting. My brother saw him come and go. You mean he saw what told him? Yes, that... master. You must leave at once. They will be here any moment. Yes, have a lot landed. Uh, not yet. The boat is waiting to meet the seaplane. Take your paper. Go out in the boat and give it to Cavalos. When you have delivered it safely into his hands, come to the cave in the hills beside the Jasmine Bridge. The tower and I will meet you there. Leave her, master. She is against us. That is why I shall take her with me. Hurry, then. When you are not here, they will go at once to the mission. Get that paper to Tavlovsk. I will collect my erring wife. You will meet us at the cave. They could look for a hundred years and not find us in those hills. has obviously left in a hurry. But somewhere in this mission, that woman would leave me a clue. Mr. Lawson searched the house thoroughly. There was nothing. And somewhere, somewhere in this chapel, we will find something. I know it. Mr. Morrow, Captain Stanley, come here quickly. Ah. Over here at the organ. I'm not turned on. I just noticed look, four matches laid on the keys. I knew it. I knew she would try to leave me a message. What is it? Wait, wait, Captain Stanley. Don't touch the matches. Ah. Crucifix on top of the organ and four matches on the keys. And let me think. I don't get it. Matches on the keys? B? D? G? And E? B, D, G, E. Bridge, of course. She left the motor of the organ running and spelled out the word bridge. Yeah, but what bridge? That is it. Well, how does the crucifix work in? Not a crucifix, Mr. Lawson. A cross. A cross. A bridge. What's that? There. On the floor. Well, it's a flower. A jasmine, Dawson. A cross of jasmine bridge, Captain Stanley. I think you've got something. There are caves up there, a lot of them. The bridge crosses a gorge and leads to a pass up the mountain of Yamada. I knew she would do it. Hurry, Captain Stanley. Collect your men. We must go at once across the Jasmine Bridge. 
can stand it. Wait. What? Up the mountain there. You know, to the right. Oh, it has a light. Yes. You got a binoculars, please. Yeah, here. Ah, a lantern in front of a rock. What a woman. Jasmine blossoms at every turn of the path, now a lantern. Here, up there in one of the caves. The lantern is sticking from Tisdale by the rock. Give me your revolver, Captain. Look, Mr. Moto, I... Please, do as I say. The men are spread out too much. Get them together, and as quietly as it is possible for 20 American sailors to move, have them approach that cave. I will go in first. No, Tisdale could have machine guns, rifles. Those caves are... Please, please. Mrs. Tisdale is a brave woman. I promise to protect her. Tisdale is capable of murdering her if she is cornered. Give me your whistle. I can't let you risk this. Please, your whistle. Assemble the men as quietly as possible. And above all, even if you hear shots, do not come into that cave until I blow this whistle. Katawa, you have sinned against your husband. Him deeply. But as a man of God, I have decided to forgive you. Come here. No. You are more like an idol than a woman. You are very beautiful, and I love you very much. Even though you are a heathen native. Native? I? My ancestors were carving trees when yours were cutting off each other's scalps with tomahawks. In five languages. I read and write. I read your Karl Marx in German before you read it in English. Nathan, I love you when you're excited. You are a monster of vulgarity and conceit. Yes, I betrayed you. And I've betrayed you before. Look, Katawa, I can't play cat and mouse all night. Now, let's be friendly, shall we? I we're alone in this cave, and I'm your husband. I wept with disgust in your presence. I don't want to be brutal, Katawa. Brutal? The brute is all you know. Come here. I'll carry your fist. I give it to you. You little tiger. Don't Let me go. You're so beautiful, Katawa. I love you. You eat some trash teeth. That rosebud's mouth to kiss it. Bite me, will you? Then we'll play it our way. You pig. You, you monster evil. You want to fight, we'll fight. No. You need a lesson, my little beauty, and now you're going to get it. No. Don't no. 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 I'm you not You little... Oh, Mr. Moto, thank you. Mr. Moto, you... You have come... Uh, it's still, it's still. I, uh... I have suspected for some time that Katawa and Kyoto were uh, uh, plotting against. Uh, well, Mr. Moto, it is. Uh... Kill him. Only death can stop the vastness of his evil. Shoot him, Mr. Moto, now. Moto, I can explain everything, please. Now, uh, put that gun down. Carolock and Soto have been arrested. A patrol boat got to the seaplane the moment it landed. Moto, please. Uh, no, please, now. Let me explain what has happened. I... Dale, you were betrayed by the symbols you defiled. By a cross. In your own chapel. Kill me, Mr. Moto. If you do not, he will talk himself free. He has done it before. I beg of you, Mr. Moto, listen to me. Look at me. I swear this man is a devil. He will get away unless you... 
Prince Jumbo to look out. He has got the rock. Watch out. Bobby Tickles, no chap. Look at that. I am sorry. I hate you kill. What has killed you? He has killed before. Mrs. Tickles. There are American sailors outside. Your clothes are torn. Oh. Please. Would my coat save you that To cover my uncleanliness. To have been what I have been to a man who called himself a man of God. He was not a man of God. He was a man of the devil. The red devil. You have just heard the world's greatest international secret agent, Mr. I.A. Moto. James Monk stars as Mr. Moto. The script was written and directed by Harry W. Junkin, produced by Carol Irwin. Members of the cast were Bill Smith, Connie Lemke, Bill Lipton, Scott Tennyson, and Ian Martin. The music was transcribed. This is Fred Collins speaking, and here with a preview of next week's story is Mr. I.A. Moto. Thank you. Next week, a story of danger and a fight against the unknown. A search for the unsuspected man engaged in sabotage. And now, may the stars of night watch over your peace and repose. May your dreams be radiant with moon glow. Sheenless with enchantment. Good night. It's the Silver Jubilee on NBC. Welcome back. Uh, well, a tad um, melodramatic and uh, maybe a little bit confusing uh, when you get right down to it. Um, but uh, uh, every uh, program is entitled to an off day, so hopefully we'll uh, have something uh, better next week. Um, well, we do turn to some listener comments and feedback. Michael uh, has a question. I'm guessing the tape dragnet shows they taped uh, dragnet shows as opposed to live audience. If this is accurate, how long did it take them to tape the show? What studio did they usually use? Um, well, uh, thanks for the question, Michael. Um, some of these I don't have firm answers on. But uh, we do have uh, some information. First of all, Dragnet was actually, if not recorded before a live audience, it was recorded live. And uh, up till um, uh, 1951, when the TV version um, launched, 
And, um, and so that would have been recorded at NBC Studios at that point. Um, in terms of where they recorded the transcripted ones, I would probably guess at the lot where uh, the Dragnet uh, TV uh, programs were filmed out at uh, uh, the Buena Vista lot that Webb specifically had built and uh, designed uh, for the programs. And at that time, uh, Webb was putting out an incredible number of uh, programs. Uh, on average, he was, he was doing 39, uh, television episodes. Uh, plus most seasons, there was one season they took a summer break, but most seasons he was, he was doing, uh, 52 radio episodes. Um, and there were movie projects. I really would not want to go down to NBC studios. So, uh, I think common sense would suggest that they went ahead and they recorded the radio pro- programs where they recorded the television shows. Uh, in terms of how long the radio programs took, what we've been able to find from research was that Webb did not have a, uh, did not, uh, have, uh, time for rehearsal. The programs, uh, were recorded, uh, uh, as time went, uh, were recorded really, uh, uh, in more of a reading style with very few rehearsals. So these were not, um, these were not jobs that took a long time. Even the television episodes only took a day and a half. No uh, rehearsals for radio, uh, you know, and allowing for some mistakes. I think if I were to guess, I'd say probably an hour or two, uh, based on the information I've been able to garner. So I hope that helps Michael and, uh, of course, that doesn't include all the time that work was done on the um, uh, program just because, uh, you know, writing, um, uh, et cetera, uh, all that does take time. But uh, for radio, it was never, you know, as, as complicated as television without that uh, visual uh, format, and even without uh, Webb's uh, insistence on a, a more minimalistic approach, um, uh, radio actors frequently, you know, would do ten or eleven shows a week. So um, it would not be a long process. So I hope that helps, and I hope that um, the guesses based on the information I have uh, found. Uh, is not far off the mark. So if anyone has additional thoughts, I'd love to hear about it. All right, well, we will be back on uh, Wednesday uh, when we'll continue with yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Uh, join us uh, next Tuesday for another episode of Mr. Moto. And uh, thanks so much for your support for the last thousand episodes. And uh, we'll look forward to uh, even better things to come in our next thousand. Uh, from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off. Be sure to listen later on today for our 1,000th episode special.